Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome, everybody, to the BS Report podcast. I am your host, Banks. Uh, tonight, we are coming to you to give a recap on the season, a look at free agency, a look at the draft, just bring you all that good stuff. Um, once again, we are joined by the one, the only, my co-host, the uh, the big man, title title winning GM, Soup. Welcome to the podcast, sir. Hey, good to be here again. Uh Little, little under the weather. Uh, took some body blows today, reading shout. Uh, a little beat down, ready to talk some sim basketball, golf politics. All right, let's go. Uh, we're also joined by a fellow Texan, Soup's fellow Texan, Dirt. Welcome to the podcast, sir. Uh, thanks for having me. Happy to be on. Uh, we have a couple of East GMs to balance this thing out. Uh, a returner to the phone call, uh, to the podcast, Scrouse. Uh, he was with us in the very beginning, our first podcast to kind of help break down shit. Scrouse, welcome back. Appreciate the invite as always. Thanks, guys. Can't wait to chat it up. And finally, uh, we are joined by another East GM. Some man he's not, made some he's not today. in the East, you dumbass. The Bucks are not in the East? No, they're in the no. Midwest. <laughs> Fuck it. Jesus Abort. Christ, Start it over. Start it over from the top. Oh, oh, my. oh, my God. I did not know that they moved you to the Midwest. What fucking lunacy is that? Oh, anyways. The one and only. Trophy. Welcome. Hey, guys. Just, just here for the dump bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, they will be a plenty, a plenty. Well, I mean, let's start it off. Uh, let's kick this this bad boy off with uh, some playoff talk. Obviously, we uh, we have crowned a new champion, and that is Soup. Um, you know, uh, let's let's start with you, Soup, since you are the the champ. Your thoughts on uh, your crown, and then your your ride to the title. Yeah, I guess, uh, I mean, I'm more relieved than anything. I thought there there was probably more, some doubt from other GMs and maybe even a little doubt myself that I could come back and still put a title contender again uh, c- together and win again. Uh, so that that felt good uh, to do it in my first season. Uh, playoffs went, uh, well, first round at least in the in the West there. It went about as expected, all the top, did, uh, all the top, Records advanced, the top seeds advanced. A little surprising in the second round with the Clippers uh, taking out the Grizzlies 4-2 without their all-star point guard, Pee Wee Kirkland. Uh, That was a pleasant surprise. And then we all saw what happened in the Western Conference Finals. I was able to beat the Clippers 4-3 in seven games. Uh, I got a little lucky there with uh, home court advantage plus some injuries for the Clippers. He was without Pee Wee the first two games in that league. And then Drazen got hurt. Uh, in game six and seven. So uh, part of Sim is getting g- good luck with injuries, and I was fortunate enough to get that uh, in advance to the finals. So, uh, But, I mean, I was the number one team, number one record in the in the West for the season. So I don't, th- I don't think it's any surprise that I made it to the finals. Uh, I think there could have been two or three teams there, uh, and I just got the RNG luck. So uh, 
other than that, I mean, Bobcats, they surprised me a little bit. I mean, they were the top team in the East, but I thought the Magic would be able to give them a little more little more run than what they did. Um, uh, and, and then same thing in the finals with the uh, Bobcats and Odin. He, I got, I got lucky there that Blackman got hurt. Would it, would it have mattered? Maybe, maybe not. But he was definitely up in that series, and I came back and took the final two games uh, to win that series and win my first uh, championship. So it feels good. Scrouse, uh, he mentioned uh, the journey out east and <clears throat> expecting you to get through. Uh, your thoughts on, on the east, how it broke down. Uh, obviously, Bobcats can make it through. Uh, your general feelings. Yeah, I think everything went pretty much as expected. Um, in the first round, the only real series that was a challenge was the Bullets, or, you know, that was close, was the Bullets and the Hawks. A lot of people had the Bullets coming out of that. Others had the Hawks. Um, the, you know, the underdog did come through. Team with home court advantage uh, lost that series. But other than that, uh, my series with the Raptors was nice for two. I, I was happy to see my team kind of win that series handily. I didn't feel that close, um, but pretty disappointed in the Eastern Conference Finals. I tried to go small ball towards the end of the year. I, I threw went, uh, Ren in at the power forward. So I had my four best scoring options on the court more often. And um, that seemed to work against most teams. But <clears throat> for whatever reason, against the Bobcats, we just couldn't get it done, which was a shame. Um, I, I tried to switch things up after the first sim, going 0-3. But once you're once you're down three games in, in sim league, you're, you're pretty much done in a seven-game series. So we, we were able to scrap one out, but that was about it. Um, I was honestly surprised that the Maver that the finals, you know, went seven games. I, I thought the Mavs were a lot better than the Bobcats. Um, Soup kind of went all in for the short-term, you know, good team. And uh, obviously it's paying dividends so far. It's going to be interesting to see how long um, Moala, you know, stays good. What's this training camp going to be like? I think that I think this first training camp is really going to reshape the league depending on how some of these young guys, you know, develop um, and some of the older guys see how much they drop off. So it's uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Dirt uh, Soup had mentioned injuries playing a role. Obviously, no one was impacted more than you. Um, you know, your thoughts on your playoff run and, and just how the injuries, uh, you know, threw, threw a curveball to this year's playoffs. Yeah, it, was, it was unfortunate, but I still think the better team – you know, won the Western Conference Finals. Throughout the year, me and Soup really battled it out when we played one another. It was always really close games. We had, like, an overtime game that was, like, 150 to 145. Like, um, me and him really – I knew being the the one seed was uh, going to be very important because we were just really tough at, at home. So, uh, I think the injuries – if I would have lost to the Grizzlies – I think the injuries would have hurt more, but uh, beating the Grizzlies without Pee Wee and, you know, of course I had injuries against Soup and it would have been cool to see what uh, would have happened if I was uh, fully healthy, but man, he, I didn't even get close. He he really destroyed me in those games and I, I think if I had a, a full healthy team, I think it still would have went to seven and I would have definitely said the Mavs went in seven with that home court advantage, so it's a little unfortunate. I respect Soup for bringing up that my team was injured, so I appreciate that. But I still think he's being a little modest. I, I believe he would have still taken the series if I was uh, fully healthy. Um, but 
I played the Bobcats really well in the regular season. I played the East really well in the regular season. So I was expecting a Western Conference champion. So it's good to see Soup uh, come in and get the first finals because me and him were actually stuck behind the eight ball when it comes to like the creation drafting with the will. You had the Magic and the Bobcats go one, two, three, you know, one and or two and three in the creation draft, giving them a huge head start in finding a young all-star with a potential that's going to run the league. So I think it was very important for me and Soup to do these trades that we did and actually get a finals right now to where we didn't have the, we, you know, we didn't have the opportunity to get a stud. So we got to take advantage of these 33 year olds, 34 year olds that we picked later in the creation first round. And it's nice to see that the old folks got the dubs. So uh, hey, be- Supa, hey, before we, before we get, yeah, before we get to trophy here, uh, you, both of you guys who went all in, do you do you regret the move at all? The what not coming away with the the championship in the first first year? Uh, I can answer that, that uh, first. Is that the dirt? That's the uh, dirt. That's think, yeah, let me go first because I think I kind of went in a little further uh, than dirt did. You know, in respect to. You know, I, I'm out. All my assets are gone, right? Top five picks. And I, I've got a few young guys, but with the way the salary cap works and everything, I, I don't have a lot of flexibility in free agency now. So I'm hoping for some MLE signings. I might have to make a move, you know, a swing of Peppers or a Schmidt um, for maybe another pick or, or you know, some other, uh, some other assets that can help me or some other players that can help me in the front court. I mentioned, you know, in the pre, pre-pod chatter, I'm a little disappointed to see that, the one four pick I traded away is going to be that penny class because, uh, you know, Blessed. magic fan. Huh? Blessed. Thank you. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah. So, you know, to see that, that penny Hardaway is going to be in, uh, in the class where I, where I gave away that one four pick, that's a little disappointing. Uh, if I'd have known that ahead of time, yeah, maybe I don't make that move. So I, I'd say I'm regretting it a little bit, but you know, I, at the time I, I thought my team was good enough to compete. RNG, you know, um, good enough to, to give me a shot. I was over 0.1 fracks, which a lot of times that's all you need. So what about you, Dirk? I think I put it in the, um, the, the board a little earlier today when with Drew's trade breakdowns where he had me trading 1.1 for Drazen was like a B or a B plus. And I think after what happened this season, it was a – I, I consider it a C minus, to be honest with you. I really wish I wouldn't have traded 1.1 away. I think that's my biggest regret. I don't mind um, what I did in the creation draft. I don't. I don't mind the roster I have now. We'll see what happens next year because I think with the uh, <laughs> Soup's uh, guy retiring, maybe I can be the one seed in the West and try again. So. Maybe after next year, yeah, I'll uh, I'll be able to tell you if I regret it or not. I still have one more year left in this window, so we'll see what happens. But I'm I'm not not too comfortable. I'm not very confident. I wish I wouldn't have traded 1.1 away. That's my biggest regret. Uh, Trophe, um, Bobcats kind of steamrolled the East to get in there. As Magic said, he got down early in the. I mean, as Scrouse said, he got down early. His magic got down yeah. early in that series, never could recover. And then, you know, he with before the injury, he was leading the series with the Mavs. You know, he, he, you surprised by his run on the flip side? Are you uh, anything out west surprised you? I know Dirt mentioned getting past Drews. Uh, to me, that was a little bit of a 
a surprise. So, I mean, I'll be 100% honest. I didn't watch the playoffs one bit. Um, uh, but who, who, who for the Bobcats got injured? That would be interesting. Blackman. It was Blackman. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I really don't think that would have mattered then. Um, but I, I, I thought the four, the two best teams in each conference made made the finals. I thought the the Magic were the clear two in the East, and I thought the Mavs and Clippers were one two. Um, I mean, it goes back to the old adage of an elite point guard gets you places, and Drews does not have one. You got a distributor and. The Clippers and Mavs both have great point guards. Bobcats have a great point guard. Um, and the Magic don't really have a great point guard, but there's not really – like, you look at the Raptors, which is vying for the two spot in the East, and, I mean, that team doesn't – to me, it doesn't look great. I don't know. He had a good record. Um, but compared to, like, some of the juggernauts, I don't, I don't see it. Uh and the unfortunate thing for him is his, his, his best players are older, um, but I thought the Bobcats and Mavs were the two best teams. Um, I think the Bobcats, like I would take Estes over everyone in the league, but Soup, uh, Soup had the better overall team, so I'm, I'm glad he won. Um, it'll be interesting moving forward to see what people do. Yeah, absolutely. Soup, I know you wanted to chime in, so go ahead, man. Krause, I'm giving you a platform here. You want to apologize for giving me a little bit of a hard time of making that trade to get Papa Lock? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think I gave you <clears throat> too much of a hard time. I just, if it was me personally, I wouldn't have given up that, you know, that pick um, and that Durant draft. I think looking back, yeah, it, it made sense for you. Pop turned out to be a lot better than his preseason numbers. His assists were cut in half after he was upgraded. Um, and from my experience, I don't I don't recall seeing players' assist numbers get cut down that much. But I guess I didn't account for how much his usage would be reduced on your team playing next to Moala, um, as opposed to being the you know a one man show basically when he was in Brooklyn. So you know, yeah, I, it was a good move for you. You know, it made more sense for you than it would for me. Me, me trading my my two assets that I had for a point guard when I had maybe like, you know, a top 10 or 11 point guard already just didn't make sense for me, but Hey, kudos, man. You, uh, you, you pulled the trigger and it paid off. I accept your apology. <laughs> I would say that, uh, <laughs> taking a look at the playoffs and, uh, and the aftermath of it, I, I think that my biggest takeaway was, uh, Ank's evaluation of the Mavs was spot on spot on uh his lack of wings and soup's lack of upgrading really came back to bite him in the ass um you know but outside of that uh, i think soup's team was the best going in and it proved it out uh throughout the series so you know obviously it's awesome that our podcast uh, has the first title thanks to soup and it's uh and it's just good to see you know that an old uh, one of these old guys that don't know anything about the new generation of sim under Eric uh, were able to take the first title. So, uh, you know, they claim to to have known it all, but they came short. Uh, Dirt, I know you want to chime in, so go ahead, man, before we transition. <laughs> yeah, just before we transition. So, Scrouse, what did you not really like about Papadoc in the preseason compared to what he did in the regular season, if you don't mind uh, reiterating that? Yeah, 
his assist to assist to turnover ratio was really bad for a point guard. I think it was um, it was like just over two or three. I'd have to go back and, and double check. He had but, eight assists, two and a half turnovers in preseason. I thought it was yeah, maybe it, maybe it was uh, it was better than I thought. But compared to some of the other top point guards, it just it just didn't seem great. And I thought his scoring numbers were inflated, being the only guy on the Nets. And again, soup came to me. That conversation was, "Hey, are you going after Pop? Because you know I'm looking to make a move on him." And I said, "No, nah, I, I know I'm not. You know, because again, and I'll stand by this. It didn't make sense for me to trade for Pop. I don't think me trading for Pop um, instead of Peppers and Dino would have resulted in me going any further in the playoffs. So uh, maybe I'm wrong. No, I'm with you. No, we're gonna... no, no, no. I, no I, I, I'm not saying you're the way your team is built. I didn't think it was a reason for you to get Papa. That's for sure. I, I wasn't saying that. I was just curious if there was something you might've said that I could take, you know, and do something further along. So I was just trying to uh, see what kind... I know right now that's it's heavily in the league talked about in shout your passing versus your handles and stuff like that. So, I think it's – I'm just trying to get a better grasp of the 5.0 GMs and their handles passing stuff. So I was just curious. And so that's all I had. Thanks. I will say this, um, Scrouse, it could be also a case, you, you know, they keep asking you about the whole pop thing. It could be a case that, you know, there's a certain GM over over hyping your interest in, in said player to try to gain value in his – in his asset. So, I mean, uh, a little bit to your defense, maybe you, you, you didn't have the interest as some were leading on, but you had did, you did mention Dino there and he obviously retired and uh, in our next phase of the league in retirements and resignings and Dino's no longer with us. And as a 5.0, you know, ins and outs of 5.0, um, you know, where you, maybe you want to touch on, you know, resignings and how absolutely no one resigned outside of, uh, the San Antonio Spurs players. Yeah, that was pretty interesting to see uh, one team get five offers and no one else do get any. Uh, I'm not really sure why that happens. I mean, I know most of these guys don't have birds, right? Um, the better teams don't have soft cap space for the most part. Um, I wouldn't have been surprised to see a guy like Estes or someone like that um, resign, you know, who ended up getting maxed anyway, or, you know, chief going back to the Cougs. Um, but it, I'm not really sure why it happens. It seems like a nuance of heavy rain, right? Um, Eric seemed to kind of be expecting it. He, he quoted how it happened in 5.0 for the first two years. There were very little re-signings. Um, so it, it seems to, seemed to kind of play out the way that the, uh, the software um, aficionados, you know, kind of expected. But uh, it, it was interesting. It made free agency interesting, right? When, when you have a lot of good guys out there available and a lot of teams with cap, you know, it, it's get your popcorn on day one at, at two o'clock because you don't know what's going to happen. Um, I was a little sad and not, not sad. I, I had mixed emotions, um, you know, about Odin retaining his guy. I, I wouldn't have minded seeing him go out, you know, go out to the West and, and get out of my division. But, um, you know, I see it's going to be Ren and Estes battling for, uh, you know, at least two or three more seasons. And um, I guess, it, you know, it'll be good for the fans, right? <laughs> Uh, Soup, um, you know, your thoughts on on retirements and also Dino uh, calling it a career. Yeah, I am. Uh, I, ha- I was hit pretty hard with the retiring there. I had a one of my wings. He was older guy. I mean, it was kind of I thought it was probably kind of 50 50 whether he was going to retire or not. Uh, he didn't do a whole lot of scoring for my team, but he shot really great percentages and was a really good defensive type. 
Uh, I think Odin at one point compared him to like a Michael Cooper type player, I guess, from 5.0. And he kind of did a little bit of everything for me. Uh, So that, I mean, I was under the impression if he was under contract, he wasn't going to retire. But I was kind of forced in a spot where we could only protect one guy to retire. And obviously I went with Bob Curlin because I I think he's a more crucial piece to my team. And after what he did in the playoffs, I I just, there's no way I could have protected him. Uh, My one question uh, is for Scrouse, man. Why, why not throw the retirement insurance on Dino? That felt like it was a pretty bold move not to do that. I I couldn't resign him. If I, if he'd had more than a one year deal, um, then I definitely would have done that. I was expecting to lose him. That was a one year, you know, I, I've got, I'm 80% there. Let me see if it's enough to get me that other, you know, 10, 15, 20% I need to compete for a title. I'm not sure I get to the Eastern conference finals without him. Again, I was hoping that he would have made a difference in the Bobcat series. Um, you know, I made him a scoring option after, you know, after I went down three Oh, but uh, I, I don't, I don't, number one, I don't know if I can even spend it on a guy that I don't have rostered. Um, so I, that could be a technicality question we can ask Eric later on. But um, yeah, I, I wasn't going to save him for someone else to sign. So, yeah. But. Um, Dirt, I'm going to swing uh, this next section over to you here. Where we're going to talk about the draft a little bit that just went down. Um, <clears throat> obviously, we were able to see uh, the full grades when being scouted. Uh, it's a little bit of a a different uh, a way of going about it for some of our some of this old, older GMs here to be able to see every single uh, number grade there. Do you feel like I know we touched on it the last podcast that it seems like uh, the curtain's been lifted a little bit too much in Sim League, but um, your overall thoughts about you know being able to see grade by grade uh, exactly where each player was in the in the draft that was scouted? Yeah, I don't I don't have too big of an issue with it because. I've had the curtain, you know, moved for me when I became a commi- you know, commissioner. So I, I actually enjoy it because it lets me mess around with the software. It lets, uh, lets me, uh, think that I'm important and I can do an article and it, uh, allows my experience with players to come in and I can discuss it and shout and discuss it with anybody that, cause I, I even sent some messages to iRush and, I even talked with Magic, and like I told anybody that if you have questions or if you're curious about anything, you can always send me a PM. I'm not trying to just hoard these scouts, and I'm just gonna pick the best. Like I'll tell anybody that that listens what my uh, opinions are. So I enjoy it, and I think if you're gonna do it for the inaugural draft, I don't think you can change it now. I think it's too big to change, and I, I don't I don't hate it either. So. I think it should continue on. I think if you have the the coin to to get the scouts, you you know get the scouts. And the best thing about it is, if someone like me, I, I'm able to run like a little like TC or whatever you want to do it. But the stats really aren't going to do anything. There is not one like if you want to try to scout a guy and put him into an FPV software and run him for stats, like you're you're not going to find a league like ours. So that's the one thing. If our, if we were still in 2.0 at the end, you know, and you can just throw it into a software that has a bunch of really good stuff and figure out stats, that's a lot different than what Eric has created. So I actually enjoy it, and I think we should keep it. 
Yeah. Trophy with uh we'll, we're gonna touch in uh, touch on the draft reveal that happened a couple of hours ago. But um, you know, your thoughts on how scouting is set up because you're gonna be a big player in the future drafts coming up here. Um, do you like the way the scouting's set up? I know there's been some conversations about retooling it, uh maybe doing, you know, uh summer league games or even doing how we did for the creation draft with stats. Uh uh, I would imagine with all the picks coming up and so much information that's able to be revealed now, you're probably pro keeping it as is, but uh, I'll let you dive in on that. Go ahead. Oh uh, yeah. Um, no, I feel like the way Eric runs the league and the way the rookies are, you have to do it the way he's doing it. Um, I mean, it used to be, you could draft, you can get random TCs because everyone's going to have some semi-decent grades, but it's not that way anymore. So I feel like you have to do it the way he does it or it's not going to work. Um, hey, that, this, I, don't, I don't see another option. Summer League's not going to do much. You're going to have these idiots with D potential doing well, and I, I won't draft the D potential player. So I, I think the way I think the way it's done as well. I think it could be tinkered with the pricing a little more. I think it should be more, uh, and I don't think you should be able to share grades or trade grades. Uh, if you want to share them with, if Dirt wants to share them with Soup, that's fine. Uh, but I mean, it like just comes off like no one's going to share grades with like BK, right? Because he's a total loser. Um, but you just need to, you need to do it. I don't, I don't know. There's no way around it. Summer leagues aren't going to do anything with the way he builds players. The initial grades aren't going to do shit. So. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. Like after a little bit here, after being able to digest it, I do think that there's some tweaks to be had about grade sharing and, how do you request them and, and things along those lines? And, and I think there's some room there, but I do agree. Like after doing the creation draft and seeing the land of seas and then looking at this draft class and, and then getting the stats behind them, it, it's extremely helpful. And so I think, like you said, um, it is the best way to go about it. I know soup, you've been uh, um, active on the board, kind of chiming in about it. I know that you probably have something you want to to dive in here with. So go ahead, man. Yeah, I mean, I really wasn't a first uh, fan of it at first. I uh, just, I didn't, I just, I don't like the having all the information available about like every single grade. Um, I guess, but what trophies say hold some water as far as the, league, the way the league's set up with the wheel and how you're you're only having a top pick, you know, every five years or so. So I mean, it would it would suck to not have that information available and. Um, Come up to your pick and like Jesus Christ trophy. Yeah, someone needs to mute their mute their <laughs> mic. Oh, I'm making a, making a drink. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, it would really suck to come up with your you come up on your year at 1.1 and not have that information available and just completely miss and have to wait another five years before you have another top pick come up. So I mean, it makes some sense why Eric does it this way and the way he builds players and stuff like that. Uh, but I agree with a dirt too. I think once we started doing it this way, we got to, you know, you kind of, kind of have to keep it. That's something that you can't really change unless it's minor tweaks. Yeah. So Scrounce, uh, magic, you know, kind of threw a uh, twist into the draft by going Samson at two. 
Um, I think that was uh, a little surprising to people given the information that was out on the scouts. Um, you know, your overall thoughts of how the top 10 went out or fell down and your overall, uh, uh, you know, winners of the draft. Yeah. So when it comes to, I just want to touch on scouts real quick too, because it's going to tie into this. When, when it comes to scouts, um, I think it means different things to, to different people, right? Um, and especially when you, when you have guys like Dirt or Ian who can take a player, put them in the software, see how they're going to progress. Um, yeah, maybe it's not going to be a one-to-one comparison with um, the exact statistics that are going to be out there. Uh, but the ratios should be pretty close, right? F- free throw percentage, field goal percentage might be a little inflated, but like free throw percentage should be pretty accurate, stuff like that. So that, that type of information is still pretty useful. And then there's other guys like Tim um, who, who just can look at a grade or a set of grades, the attributes, and just know, okay, this guy's going to be strong here, weak there, you're going to need to upgrade this, and you're going to be set. Me, it's all, it's all gibberish. It doesn't make a damn bit of sense to me. Um, I mean, I, somewhat, sure. But I don't pay attention to it enough. Um, so even all the chatter that's been going on, you know, all, all the stuff with the trades and everything like that, um, th- having that scouting information to me just doesn't make a lot of sense. I use the stats scouts w- when I scout. Um, it's it's something for those who don't know. It's a per 36 stat uh, line that Eric provides you when they run. He runs the players through the um, through a season test him with the league. Um, so it, it's with our, you know, league as it stands. And I found that information for me personally to be the most, the most helpful. So, cause that's what we see, you know, as we're doing this, that's what we look at. We don't normally look at attribute grades. Um, that said, when it comes to the draft, I don't know what information, uh, magic had on Ralph Sampson. Um, I didn't read all of the profiles. Oh, he had it all. He, would. he had four, yeah. he had 14 <laughs> profiles of. Yeah. I, I remember. Every, yeah. 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 So, but I, you know, again, I don't know how, how well he translated that, you know, into whatnot. Samson looks, looks pretty decent to me. Um, you know, good defensively. He seems to have decent inside grade, good rebounder. He's seven foot four, which is nice. Um, I, I don't know what his strength is. I don't know what his shot blocking is. The C potential kind of sucks, right? That, that kind of stares, stares at me and he's like, ah, I don't know if I go number two overall with C potential. Um, I think I like what you did banks, you know, grabbing Ellis and Carr. Um, you know, two guys that could be a nice, you know, one-two punch, good inside scoring, um, B potentials on both, you know, so, so th- that's nice. Um, I haven't looked through everybody though, so I, I don't know if we want to throw it over to Dirt or Soup who might have a little more insight or a better opinion on, on who they think won the draft. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll just say this, um, you know, you did touch on like, um, you know, Ian and other people who have software that could run it and, and see where, where they're you know, what the grades will look like. And I, I think originally I was, I just think, uh, you know, my issue is I just feel like so much is just revealed and that's, that's, I guess it's already out of the, the cat's out of the box. So at this point, there's not much more you can do. So it just feels like a little bit more like complaining here on my end. If, if I dive into people being able to run it, but at the same time, it's added information and the way Eric builds the players and, and the way the wheel is set up, it feels like it's just, something it's just another piece of the pie um i will be interested to see what happens down the road because i think for we were fortunate or i was fortunate that magic uh 20s and i all had the scout uh assistant coach so we were able to get our guys at a discount 
And then we decided just to merge together to have a big piece of the pie versus individual small pieces. And then Dirt had spent a lot of money because he didn't own, he didn't have that that scout, and he got a, I think three guys, and I had that information. So I think in total we had like about fourteen or fifteen total prospects uh, right off the jump, which was extremely helpful. So it'll be interesting down the road if you see that you see a couple of GMs pair together knowing that they're going to have top picks and, and uh, share information, or if it's going to be, you know, kind of everybody doing it themselves. Dirt, did you feel like the way we set up and had the, had the grades all together, that that was pretty helpful for you in running things and, and kind of getting a gauge of where you thought the draft was? One second. I need to message this Tinder chick bag. She just sent me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say this. I'll, no, I'll, I'm I'll kidding. No, no, I was I was joking. I got I did buzz and get a message, but no, I I think it's um for me, I think it's important to look at this stuff. A because you can put plus forty into these players, and the way these guys have potential, none of them are really gonna improve. Like um, and that's the issue with and why the scouts I think are pretty important is because you're not like. There's there's just not enough potential for these guys to get better unless you put your upgrades into them. Like Ellis, if you just had Ellis like in 2.0, he would be garbage in 2.0. You could you just you, you know you could only put plus five into his jump or plus eight into his jump shot, plus eight into what this is. Like it's just I think there's enough information to get the best players to the top of the draft, but it's also a really weird league right here to where somebody likes, you know, Stepanovich or whatever can really be a top five player in the draft because he has really good inside, really good rebounding, really like, like 80 post D. So, you know, so has 80 post D as a rookie, you know what I mean? So, but he only has like C plus defense or something like that. It, it's very interesting to see how some of these guys with the C potentials work out because I don't think they're going to be, they're not going to improve at all, but you can throw 40 upgrades into them and they will be an immediate starter for you. But sometimes the software sees the guy and just will not, he just will not shoot just like Reva for me. For some reason, I put him as my number one option and he just won't shoot the ball. Like some of these, some of these players in the software don't do what the actual attributes say they do. You know, and and what's a scroust? Like you can look at their jump shot. That immediately shows what their just you know their free throw percentage is what their jump shot's going to be. It's just that easy to know. So mm-hmm. when you deal yeah. with enough people, Soup, I know you wanted to hop in here. Yeah, I know you wanted to uh, hop yeah. in here and and mention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we're talking about the draft here, but I think we'd be remiss if we didn't bring up the two controversies from the draft. So I want I wanted to kind of bounce this off Scrouse since he was around in 5.0. And kind of saw Eric as a commish, but kind of weighing in on what you think uh, about Indiana when he's taking taking that long and taking his stance to make his first pick. Uh, do you think he was able to get his point across? Do you think anything was accomplished with that? And then also with the with the Pelicans vacancy or non vacancy, however you want to look at it, and having that that pick skipped and costing a GM, you know, having a having a twelfth pick. Um, I think he's clearly got his point across. Um, I do not think it is going to change anything or, you know, um, have a significant impact on anything Eric does in regards to 
you know, the draft or scouting or anything like that. It, the best way to make change in the league is active discussion um, polls, even though, you know, I, Odin says it a lot and people don't want to believe it, but that's how things get done. That's how rule changes have happened in the past. It may not happen right away. It may not happen year one. It may be a new idea that Eric hasn't considered and he doesn't know exactly how it's going to impact things. And so what he does is he sits on it for a year or, or for a season, uh, maybe two seasons. And he, he'll think, okay, what would have happened if the rule would have been this way? How would this situation would have played out or that situation would have played out? So, you know, I, I think what the point he was trying to get across was fine, but I, the way he went about it, I just don't agree with. Um, and regarding the Pelican situation, that, that one's kind of weird. Um, we haven't had a full league with GMs, you know, chomping at the bit to get in. And it's, it was kind of a new um, situation and scenario for Eric, I believe. Um, you know, new for a lot of the 5.0 GMs. And I think that we could have handled it better, but it would have, it would have, you know, it would have meant that Eric had to change the way he approaches things. Um, and, you know, maybe take an action that he could have, you know, down the road, maybe regretted. Um, I don't think it would have been a big deal to hand the Pelicans over to SAP. Um, it's not like boom was this established GM. Um, like yourself, Soup, you know, who quit and, you know, was still active on the board and shout and, you know, bitching about the situation where you could clearly see he would want to come back. You know, we actually had confirmation from a friend that he was not returning, which was even, you know, the next closest comparison was going to be B.A., right? And B.A., and I was talking to him and he was telling me, yeah, man, I'm just, you know, crushed at work right now. I'll, I'll try to get on. I'll try to get on. Um, this is a brand new thing for him. He's still trying to figure it out. It's kind of overwhelming. You know, a lot of us might be able to think back when we joined the league, you know, there's a lot of information flying at you trying to figure out how things work. So, um, you know, I, I think we would have been okay to give, to give SAP control of that team, let him pick at 12 and, and, and let him participate in free agency. I don't think it would have had any significant ripple effects, but it, it would have set a precedent that, you know, maybe we don't, maybe, maybe Eric would have regretted. So um, I can definitely see it from both sides. Yeah, Sprouse dirt. You want to chime company in? Company line there. <laughs> <laughs> that he is. Yeah, I just got, as always. I just got something small. Something small to say was just I think the free agency thing was just a bit much. That really put him behind the eight ball, losing his free agent guys. Like if you can tank, free agency is not that big of a deal. But when you're in the wheel and you lose assets like Buford for nothing, man, it I just it was just unfair to me. Yeah, yeah I, agree. I don't. I don't think. Go ahead, Scrass. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, Again, I think he could have participated in free agency without causing a big ripple effect. And, but I'll go back to the point I made in, in a couple of the discussion threads. You know, um, w the original rule was established that we were going to do contraction and expansion, which would have given him an opportunity to collect players from other teams. You know, granted, he, maybe he wouldn't have got a great player, and he definitely wouldn't have got someone to the caliber of Buford because they would have all been protected. Um, but – he still would have had the, you know, the chance to do an expansion. He still would do the free agency next year. What kept him with the Pelicans was the fact he's going to get a one-one pick in two seasons. So, you know, he's not building with complete, you know, complete crap. He he is going to be able to get a top player pretty soon, um, and he'll he'll be back in free agency next year. So, I think he'll recover. Trof, I want to shoot this over to you. Uh, your thoughts on the whole Hebes uh, situation, and do you do you support his? Uh his quest to make Eric understand his uh, view. I support Hebes 100. 
um, what he did was right. It made sense. Uh, you're going to lead a league with no common sense. This is what you're going to get. He's out. I don't know what you uh, – how do you want to say this? He was more – he just, he's just heaps. I don't know how to explain him. If you've been in a league with him before, we're in college football league with him. And he, this is what he does. And Eric obviously knows him because he's brought Eric into the league. So he had to have known this was going to happen. And Eric's just, you got to have common sense. Uh, that's the one downside of Eric is he does not have common sense, which is unfortunate. Because going back to your previous question of GMs that are not here, yeah, we, we could have active GMs and you'd have – he could retain Buford, but we can't do that now because of this whole stupid fucking rule of delaying. He might show up here soon. No, he's not going to show up. And I know one is your friend, Scrouse, but, I mean, it, it, it is not hard to log on. And we have GMs that have been in the past, and his whole thing was like Sapular. I I don't know who that guy is either, but Jerusalem Magic vouched for him, and he's really active. Get him a team, let him do his shit. It's it's fair. He could uh, he could have landed one of the max free agents, but he can't because he won't let him bid. So contraction also retarded. Uh, Makes zero sense. Come in, do what you want. If anything, allow someone to amnesty a contract for free when they take over a team, but don't, don't, this contraction is stuff stupid as fuck. Um, like GBG, let him take over the other open slot. He could, he would do the same thing. And Eric's like, well, when I joined, blah, 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 GBG wasn't really active. Well, Eric, you joined fucking 40 years into a league. It's a little different. We're in the first year. Let's use some common sense, which you don't really have, which is what the most frustrating part is. Um, If you get solid GMs that are friends with each other, they're going to stick around. If you keep delaying stupid stuff on bullshit, it's not going to work, and you're going to end up like Lee you had in 5.0, which you were the commissioner. Use common sense. Stop being a moron. Go ahead, Scrouse. You wanted to hop in there. I know you want to defend Eric, so go ahead. (laughs) Well, number one, Eric was not the commissioner when 5.0 fell apart, so um, that's kind of an uninformed opinion there. Who was the commissioner? Who was the commissioner commissioner when 5.0 fell apart? Thank you. Okay. When when Sims weren't happening? Exactly, yes. And then roughly, roughly, roughly 10 of us stuck around for Eric and bailed out within three years? No, Drews took over next, actually. Um, and then again, actually, we had a yeah, lot we of all stuck around for dramas. There was a lot of drama, though. And then people. Drama, drama's great Eric for the league. That's why we have a podcast. I, I don't really agree with that either. I think we have a podcast oh because God. we're all here trying to make scratch scratch, man, just like you said when you joined. Nope. So you need to get a consistent I, message, trophy. I disagree there. Nope, I disagree <laughs> there. And I also disagree with your GM ranking, but we'll get to that here in a little bit. Yeah, we'll Further we'll touch on, on that in a second. Go ahead, Soup. I know you want to jump into this conversation. Oh man, I'm loving seeing this little battle going back and forth. But well, how do you, I think how the do you, biggest Eric, the Eric, biggest Eric thing, great thing. But you you got to quit sucking his dick at some point and get the league going. <laughs> like take your head off his dick, Scrouse. The league is league, hurting because we're not getting great rid right of now, fucking. It is, but you give it fucking three more years of this stupid shit, it's not going to work. If you're going to let Heebs yeah. out fucking do Eric. 
It's not going to work. If Super Skamish, he would have fucking got rid of fucking Eve and said, make a pick or get the fuck out. And we would have had the draft done three days earlier. But he won't do that because he's got no balls. Here's the biggest uh, deal with Eric. He doesn't, to him, he doesn't care if it's a full league. He didn't care if it's five people in the league. He's going to do the same thing no matter what. And I think that's an issue. That's my only issue with him. And he doesn't use common sense in situations. He has zero nuance. Other than that, he's perfect. <laughs> I think he's the type of gets laid via Sims. Like the Sims I... game. That's how he gets laid. Let's fucking get along. Let's go. Fucking move it along. And then you got people I've... yelling at him. Like even Odin, who's the most sane person in the league, is yelling at him to get it going. Come on, let's get it going. Let's get the fucking shit rolling. There, there are scenarios where you could say, yeah, let's apply some common sense and make this move this way, right? 80, 90% of the people say, let's do it, right? But what happens when that same type of situation comes up and it's a 50-50 split? You want him to make the same type of ruling where he pisses off half the league? I don't yes. think that's good for the league. I've been we around the scenario. league. We were in that scenario, though. You can throw scenarios all you want. We weren't there. I, no, but you can't. You can't have a double standard for him to rule in some yeah, it's a situations. Split, don't make the ruling because you're going to piss off athlete. Who cares? Okay. You know what? If you feel that you can do that, you feel ruling. that you can make those judgment calls, then that's fine. Go ahead and do that. But you know what? The guy's been a great, is different the than best 90-10. commissioner. He's been the best commissioner in the league in terms of running the show. Right? It's consistent. I agree with that. Oh, I agree every, with that. Okay, so you got to take a little bit of bad with the good, man. What would you rather have? Would you rather have a guy that rules common sense here or there, but you don't get to sim for a week and half the league bails? No one did that. That's no not fair. That. That's not fair. Yeah, I didn't do that as good. No, no I didn't bail did for weeks. Yeah. The only person who did that was uh, 20s and who? Drews? Odin send it to him, but I don't give a fuck. Dirt, dirt, no, not, it. I'm just saying – I look, I wasn't here for for all of the leagues, right? You know, I, I left in the middle of 2.0, left in 4.0 because of family stuff and work. But it, when I came back in 5.0, it was running okay, not great, right? When, or, or I'm sorry, 4.0, it was running okay, not great. When we started 5.0, the first season was was fine. But after that, man, Tim and I used to text, be like, like what the fuck is going on? Why is the league the league's going to fall apart if this shit doesn't get moving again? So I don't, I don't care. I'll take a guy that is consistent on everything, right, from whether it be the draft rules, the scouting rules, the sim times, whatever. I'll take consistency that I know what to expect over a fucking unknown that you, you just don't know what you're going to get at the end of the day. I'll take it I'm all just saying, it, it, Unless you make a fucking and, ruling on this fucking, fucking draft. You guys all fucking bailed stuff. in 5.0. So you, like, you, guys, you guys pieced out because of the way shit was being run. So Who like, is you, you, just said, you just said you Every just said you peaced out in 2.0. Every, you just said you peaced out in 2.0, 4.0. None my, of us did that. Yeah. I left because I had children and I didn't have free time to spend on a computer looking at sim basketball. I wasn't in right? 5.0 at all. Neither was I. Okay. I neither, so was either. neither was dirt. <laughs> you guys would be around though. So listen, I guess you were just Sprouse, I guess you were Sprouse, just playing Sprouse. Mafia. So that's Sprouse. Sprouse. I know you, you, you need to you need to you need to back up your facts if you're going to come to this. Don't come to this without any facts. Cause it's just, it's just ridiculous. I think ultimately this is the issue here, Scrouse. You bring up these hypotheticals about 50-50 and what happens when it's 50-50 with the league. Nobody's 
advocating that these 50-50 decisions need to go one way or the other. The problem is most of these issues that we're facing are like 95-5. It's common sense. Just pass it. Let him go through. And then if it's a 50-50 thing, that's his job. Like he's the commission. He can make the ruling at that point. If it's 50-50, whatever direction he wants to go. And if he wants to toe the line, let him toe the line. But when it's 90-10 or 95-5, like as Trophy multiple times knocked it through, it's you just gotta you just gotta use common sense, man. It's it's just common sense. Like there comes a point where it's just the simple things for the for the health of the league. Like when you have multiple GMs who are active in shout playing games on the board who clearly want to be GMs of the league, and you're like, no, dude, you gotta wait 20 days before we even give you an opportunity. And in the meantime, you lose all your draft capital. You lose your draft capital in that time. You lose your your players to free agency. You have no say on making trades or uh, improving the roster. Like, who the fuck wants to wait 20 days to get a, get an opportunity to play a fucking sim game? Like, this is just a grown men enjoying themselves and getting away from it. And you're like, no, you know, you got to wait 20 days for God forbid. Or then you have dipshits like Ian talking about, oh, yeah, he made a he made a roster move. So now instead of being able to take over after the draft, he has to take over after free agency and he loses everybody. Like, it's just fucking it's just fucking stupid. You should just use common sense. And, and, like, and it's I not the 50 like- 50 challenges. No, our I, issue, I, I like, this is like 9-10. Hold on, I, feel like I said for the record, hold on, Trove. I said for the record that I disagreed with how he handled the SAP situation. All I said was that I understand why he did it. That was but it. You, but it's not just SAP. It's SAP. Up. It's BA. Yeah, but BA's here. He's making moves. Like, what do you? What's, what's the what minimum for a GM? You're going to kick someone out? What did, what did BA do? He signed players. He made it. He drafted players. He set depth charts. What's the minimum? You don't have a minimum requirement. You've got to make moves as a GM. It's like I don't know. If I had to guess who BA's friend was, I'd say it's Strauss. Am I correct in that? Let's let's get get another voice in the conversation. It was not a good move, but I feel like, okay, besides the, the BA point, whatever, I feel like fucking Eric delaying these fucking moves is a point that he can make because he is so prone on this contraction bullshit yeah of course if you delay people free agency and drafts you're gonna have to contract because there's no fucking other way to do it like you you got what's his name sapular losing all his guys draft picks because he can't he can't do anything it's fucking it's pointless it's stupid but god it's so dumb it's beyond dumb dirt dirt come on in here get dip your toe in the water well, I've got experience because my roommate had an opportunity to take over the team. So I walk downstairs, like, hey, Rumi, what's up, man? We got a spot open. He's like, oh, yeah? Like, yeah, we got the draft going on. Do I get to pick? No. No, man, you don't get to pick. Okay, well, uh, I know me and you have been discussing about free agency. Do I got any good players on the team? Like, do I have any cap space, anybody that I can offer? And I was like, man, this is really great free agency class. But um, unfortunately, um, you're not going to be able to take place in any of the bids. Well, well why not? Like, the, the season's over. The, se- the playoffs just ended. Why can't I do the offseason for the new season? I was like, man, I don't know. I, I-, I can't tell you that. <laughs> Who would want to join? You know? Like, yeah, I, it, I just, you know. It's, 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 it's kind of comical, but I just want to get on like- to our free agent talks because I got a bone to pick with somebody. 
yeah, we'll we'll get into that right now. We're going to move along the conversation. I think I think it's just pretty evident that we have there's general consensus, overwhelming consensus that there's certain things that we should make an exception to. And that's all we're asking. Like, this is not like a 50-50 topic. It is basically united throughout the league that we are looking to do it this way. So, like, just listen to the league, man. Make your people that are participating and active and, and buzzing. Like, I, I, Soup is right. He don't care if there's five or or 29 GMs. He's just going to do what he's going to do. But it's but we care because we, we want a healthy community. And we want this to last as long as it can possibly last. And if we can make this rock for 40 seasons, cool. And I don't think he looks at it that way. And so that's the frustrating part to it. So with that being said, let's let's just real quick go around the horn. Uh, give me, you know, maybe two draft winners and two draft losers. Uh, I'll throw it to you, Soup, first. Okay. Uh, I really liked what you did. Uh, I think you perhaps probably got the best player in the draft in Ellis. Uh, I know you were really happy to get him there at three. And then you also made some moves, picked up a, another first rounder. Uh, got Antoine Carr. I was just looking at profiles, and then looking when the grades came out. I was a, I was kind of a fan of Antoine Carr. Uh, obviously, I didn't go into a whole lot of detail as I didn't have a pick, um, or I wasn't a part of any scouting rings or anything like that. So I thought you were able to grab two pretty good guys there. Interested, uh, and then you got there uh, Manu Ball. I thought uh, Manu Ball might have been the steal, uh, depending on what you're able to do with him. I know. Uh, you're pretty stoked on him. He's a pretty high potential guy. Hopefully he could drill, uh, you know, become that defensive shot blocker that, that is mostly uh, that, that you need on those championship teams. So I was, I was really, I was really down on what you did in the creation draft. I think we uh, spoke about, I sp- spoke about that. I don't remember if it was in a round table or if it was on a podcast. Uh, I thought you took a really bad hit in the creation draft, uh, moving your picks. Or, uh, or getting the draft capital you got. I don't think you got enough. But I think you really turned it around this offseason with those three picks. Um, other than that, like I said, I wasn't heavily involved in free in, uh, in the drafts because I didn't have any picks. So, uh, I mean, I kind of stayed out of it. Uh, Drexler, obviously, you could argue that was the right pick. Uh, I like Samson. I know the potential is is, is scary there. But, uh, I mean, if Magic had all the numbers in front of him and thought that was the – it's always during my talk, you fucking making drinks. Um, uh, Samson, he's a big guy. He's going to score. Um, so, I don't know. It was a – That wasn't more, me, by the way. Who was it? I'm on it mute. Strauss. I was on mute. Uh, it was Strauss. Anyways, yeah, anyway, that's, I thought you were the big winner. Other than that, I don't really think there was – Anyone that really stands out, there were some good picks here and there. And I, who knows on the second round? I mean, it's just you're just looking at a wall of grades at this point, hoping to get lucky. I got the scout, too. We're second rounders. Jesus <laughs> Christ. How much did you spend uh, on the draft and then not even have a first-round pick? 55K. Oh, nice. Something like that. 52, no, I, thought Samson, I thought Samson was a great pick. He comes in the league, what, 740? He's the number three graded rebounder, if you go by grades. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't. Oh, go ahead, too. No, I just, I was just agreeing with him. I thought it was a great pick too. Yeah, yeah. I um, I, hopefully we get his trophy back here because I think we lo- disconnected with him and I want to get his thoughts on it. But Scrouse, um, as someone who was part of the league 
you know, to see Eric's prospects here right after, you know, about the 14th or 15th pick, uh, basically all the, all the profile guys were off the board and we started seeing some 5.0 GMs start selecting guys with like D potential and C potential really quickly off the board, even with some profile guys actually still listed. Is it, is potential just not really a concern with Eric's builds? Um, I you know I was just really thrown off. I saw a couple of guys that were like, no, I just rather have the top grade and work on that. Um, is that like common thread? Is that something we'll see as the years go on that people should stop looking at potential? And in that case, if that's the case, then Samson does look a lot better, but you know, go ahead. First off, Soup, I apologize. I was adjusting my chair. Didn't realize it'd make that much noise. Um, but yeah, no, I think every GM's got their own style, right? Um, I personally value potential quite a bit, depending on where you know where where my team is at the time. I'm always looking to draft picks, though they're young guys, right? You want them to to grow, um, but I think you just got to balance it. So um, there, uh, one thing I can tell you about you know maybe 5.0 guys passing on profile players is if there are keywords in the profile um, that are like danger words, you know, like like. They can't hit a jump shot or, you know, no range or, you know, massive turnovers, things like that. Just red flags that are going to be really expensive or, or take all of your investment in upgrades to, uh, to fix. Um, some guys will stay away from that. You know, I'll do that sometimes too, but um, no, I don't think it's a, uh, I don't think it's something that's, you know, common among 5.0 GMs. Um, and we, we don't know how Eric's going to make these 5.0 guys or these 6.0 guys, right? Um, you know, 5.0, he was trying to, take over after two other GM or two other commissioners have been running the league, building players in different ways. Um, and he was trying to match up his builds to that. This is, you know, clean slate. He obviously created the creation draft very differently than anybody else ever has. As Dirt said, a lot of the guys that are in this class um, would be garbage in 2.0 and maybe not so in 6.0. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, I agree with Soup. I think 76ers were the, were probably the biggest winners um in the draft you know three top 10 picks uh, as long as you don't really mess them up too bad you're going to be in a good spot um i think i also like um what the kings have with Derek Harper. uh Derek harper you know um the grades don't look bad I, I don't know his build i don't know if somebody who's got the scouts wants to chime in a little more but c plus c plus um scoring for a point guard with a minus uh handling and uh you know b potential you know that that looks pretty good um, just looking at its surface level. So we'll see how, how that plays out for them. But other than that, no one else really jumps out at me as having a great draft. Um, you know, obviously Clyde Drexler looks, looks pretty nice to me. I know dirt passed on him after he saw the scout. So um, there, there could be some weakness there, but one of the few a potentials and, and dirt, I don't know if you, if you want to share, but what was his potential? Was it, was it only like, you know, like 90 or like 85 or was it, was it up there closer to a hundred to the Eric's been known? to throw some hundreds out there here and there. Well, before I, I throw it here over to Dirt, yeah. um, real quick, Dirt, I want you, once you answer the potential question that uh, Scrouse said, we've, uh, uh, I want you to just give me a couple of losers that you thought out of the draft, um, you know, since we've gotten a couple of guys to chime in on winners, you know, throw some, throw some shade out here. I'm the self-proclaimed draft analyst of 6.0. If anybody has any questions on prospects, I'll be the guy to go to. I'm going to label myself with this. So out of the 14 players there was that we've scouted or 15 players we scouted, there was two nineties and one 100 in potential. Everything else was 75 or, or lower. 
And for you to get any sort of improvement, in my opinion, is like 90 is the bare minimum. And when you have 55 inside scoring like Drexler, and you can only put 30 into his inside scoring, he's not he's barely going to get close to what Ellis is, just as Ellis is coming into the league. Ellis is at 80 already, and he's a hidden gem. You get plus 40 into him, plus another 10 for a camp. And then if you win a title, then you can keep bumping him up. So the draft is full of polished players with 75 potential. So you put 40 into them, and that's what they're going to be. Drexler has some potential that it will, it could, you know, allow him to be an all-star, an amazing player in the league. But you do need some good TCs. When it comes to winners or losers, I, if Magic is listening to this, I was only giving you a hard time about Samson because you can only go down. You're missing so many players on your roster that by the time you're in a championship window, you might only have a few years left of Samson because you can't send him back to Germany at 33. I mean, until he's like, what, 33? And that's so many years down the road that he's already going to be shit. So he, you're not going to be able to get that shelf life out of him. So that that so I think it's a perfect pick for someone like me at 1.1. Or if I thought he was going to fall to 1.5, that would have been great for me because I can plug and play, try to build a title contender. So that the loser is by far the Charlotte Hornets. Um, what's his name that does the Hornets? Vector. Yeah, he picked Daryl Walker, who has like – Daryl Walker has 75 potential. He has 50 handling and 40 passing. <laughs> With 75 <laughs> potential. He, in his inside, yeah, his inside scoring 70, but his inside is 60, right? And he's not going to get any better. So he's going to be 70, 60 scoring, and he's not going to be able to pass the ball. His, he has whack freaking perimeter D. You know, I think he's got, he's got 30 perimeter D. Walker does. So he's just going to get, dude, everybody's going to destroy this guy. Terrible pig. Hey, hey Dart, you know, real quick. I know you kind of touched on it there a second, but if you had kept 1.1, are you going Samson there? Or do you think you would have leaned somewhere else? No, I would have gone Drexler 1, Ellis 2, um, Carr 3, Samson 4. Even with your team being in the spot it is now, like ready to continue, you still would have went with Drexler? Yeah, just because I I think that I could have put 30 into him right away and he could have at least – because he's got really good defense already. And he's got good rebounding, so I think he would instantly be uh, a really good starting two-guard for me because my shooting guard position was just wide open. So I would have drafted Drexler and then put him into my starting lineup as the two-guard or the three or the, the small forward just because I think oh. he has the potential to actually like be a top-five player. I think Ellis is more of like a Hank Gathers, and I, I traded Hank Gathers because he all he does is score. I wanted something a little different. Yeah. So I think um, before we exit the trade talk, I mean the the draft talk, I wanted to just get everybody's quick thoughts on uh, the draft reveal tonight uh, for the next three years. And uh, I guess the first to chime in, I'd like uh, Trophy to do that since he has so much future draft capital here on his plate. Um, you know, how excited are you to see uh, the '95 class and and some of the other classes that? Uh, you know, you got the Derrick Rose class. Uh, your general feelings, Trove? 
Yeah, I was pretty excited. I got the, the number two pick in the Durant draft. Um, I thought I had a pick in the CP3 draft. Apparently, I don't. I got three and four in the 93 draft, I think it is. So, it's Weber, Hardaway, Mashburn, those guys. So, I'm pretty excited. I'll probably have to trade up to get Weber so I can do that like I did in the uh, 4.0 bucks or 2.0, 2.0 bucks. We had Weber run a point guard, so I'll probably have to trade up for him. Uh, but I was pretty excited about it. Uh, it. It's good that you don't get shit on on the on the draft classes when you have a lot of picks and just lucked out, I guess. I don't know. It was it was a gamble because you don't know the classes and you trade for those picks, but it, it worked out. So I'm I'm happy. Uh, dirt. Um, with the future classes coming out, are you planning on dropping 50k a year to <laughs> to just become a draft czar and compare class to class to class? I'd like to. Yeah, I want if like I'll always be down. If anybody wants to split with me, I'll, I'll definitely be down to to spend the cash, dude. I've probably spent like 250 thousand already in this last year or so. Like I bought Lay Brown for 50. K. I did 52k on scouting. I've maxed out like all my players in camps. I did plus 50 to my guys. Like I've spent so much cash. I just do articles and I just try to stay active. I do what people that enjoy the league do. I'm active. I talk shit. I bitch. I do articles. You know. So I, I feel like I'm all around sim guy. Yeah. Soup, uh, with that Mashburn class, I know that's probably near and dear to your heart going to years past. Uh, any eye to the future about a possible retool around that class? Uh, I want you to listen here. I don't have a pick next year. I don't have a pick the following year. I start getting my picks back. Here's my pick order. 28, 21, 16, 9. Four, 27, 14, 13. I'm not building shit in the draft. I'm going to have to keep trading picks <laughs> and picking up veterans. That's I, I'm stuck in that mold right now. So I'm not getting excited about anything until my number one pick in fucking 20 years from now. Scrouse, uh, I know you said you were. And it was, hey, it was Jimmy uh, Jackson. It was Jimmy Jackson. Not Jimmy oh, Jackson. It, was, it was a Jimmy Jackson draft. God dang it. I don't know why Mashburn stuck out. He's just a former Mav. I don't know why, why it was Mav. It was Jimmy Jackson. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. The great. Uh, Scrouse, I know you were a little sad when you saw the draft reveal. Um, you know, you were really eyeing that. Uh, you know, you got rid of the fourth pick in that draft, which is going to be a pretty good one. Um, any other thoughts about the uh, about the draft class reveals? Yeah, um, I think it's interesting. So of the three classes, you know, the 05, 93, and 08 reveal, I think Eric built two of them at 5.0. Um, so just kind of skimming through them quickly, you know, the Chris Paul draft in 05 um, had a couple nice players um, that, that came out of it, but I think there was a lot of disappointments. Like Bynum ended up being kind of like average. Um, Marvin Williams started off nice, didn't it, didn't turn out nice towards the end. Bogut was average. CP3 was was pretty good. He was like almost right away one of the best point guards in the league. Um, but he he like he hit his peak really early um, and just kind of sat there. So everyone thought he was going to be a little better. Um, 
in the 08 draft, Rose, who had 100 potential, ended up just being like broken. And he was one of the first players I paid for a full scout on, and he just he just sucked. Um, but another guy that came out of that class was, I believe, DeAndre Jordan, um, who obviously was really good for me in 5.0. Ended up being a block uh, shot, like one of the best shot blockers we ever had. Um, his his jumping was great, his shot blocking was great, and his potential was 100. So so that was nice. Um, some of the other names, Love was a good player. Westbrook was was average. Brooke Lopez was really nice. So those are some names to look out for. Um, and Beasley was another one. Michael Beasley was a really great scorer. Um, but I'll be interested to see what he does with 93. 93 is the one that I'm a little disappointed. Trophy, I'm kind of mad I gave you my pick. Um, you know, being a Magic fan, Penny Hardaway, near and dear to my heart, would have loved to have had him um, in Sim League. You know, maybe I can find a way to make that happen. Um, Weber will be interesting. Obviously, you can't play him a point guard this time, so we'll we'll see what he does in 6.0. But other than that, you know, maybe Allen Houston, Sam Cassell, but no one else really jumping out at me. It uh, it's gonna be interesting though. No, uh, trophy. Yeah. yeah, trophy. Um, let's uh dive into a little bit uh, uh free agency and the results here. Uh, as we put away the the draft talk here, and uh, you were a major player in free agency with Ian signing a big deal with you, and then you also have uh, Mr. Pope uh, on that roster at a full max. Uh, your your general thoughts on on free agency and and the idea or the motivation behind your moves? Yeah, so my thoughts were uh, Ian was probably like number four guy that I wanted on that on that list because I knew I could send him to Germany plus five is potential do that whole thing so he's going to be the same player as he was uh and I'll be able to sell that people don't think he'll be able to sell that I guarantee you I'll sell that um Pope uh, I, I've got, got a lot of shit for the Pope deal but I, I'm in like the opposite side I feel like if you have cap room and you're not taking a chance uh, with the way the amnesties are, you're a fucking idiot. So I think the other, what, 12 GMs who had max slots who didn't send a max to Pope are idiots. It's 50K. If you put any effort, you'll be able to get that out of them. If they're going to keep it the way it is, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll buy them out and I'll, I'll throw another max at a fucking A potential next year. It, 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 it's just the way you should do it, the way it's set up. I, I, there's no, I don't know why you wouldn't. Like, why, why would I not spend it on Pope, who's he's one of the nine people with B minus or better rebounding grades? I mean, A potential, I'll build around it. Shot 46%, terrible free throw shooter. We'll fix that. Uh, I, I was excited to land him. Uh, I know most people thought I shouldn't be, but here we are. And we'll see, we'll see what, who won, who won that, who won that deal. Yeah, I will say this. There are a bunch of young guys who didn't look very good uh, in this uh, initial season. But we also have to keep in mind that they were basically rookies who didn't get a benefit of a training camp. And if they're sitting on a potential, you're looking at what, you know, in the 80, high 80s, 90s, you know, so and they haven't been able to tap any of that. So, you know, rolling the dice on a guy who has pretty good underlying number. Well, I wouldn't say pretty good, but he he showed some potential. If you looked at his per 36 and and his in in some of the other stuff like there, there was potential to take a flyer on him. You know, maybe so, it pays so off. Maybe it doesn't. So Chief gets a, a giant deal, right? 
And mm-hmm. this guy, if I plus 30 is inside, who's to say he doesn't put the same numbers Chief does up? But I, I, don't, I don't understand. Chief has no defense. He has a little, same rebounding grade. He's, what, seven years older, six years older? Like, I don't know why it couldn't happen with the way TCs are run. I mean, it's random. There's been weirder shit that's happened. So, yeah. I mean, you might as well take Well, I mean, the, the upside and the potential is there. So, yeah, the upside and the potential is there. So, there's no doubt about that. Soup, as you saw the free agency unfold, obviously the 20s uh, hit the lotto, uh, got a benefit of uh, some luck with how the players um, signed and in the order that they did. Obviously, as you being the top dog of the league, you're looking at uh, people who are going to be nipping at your heels. Uh, your general thoughts on free agency, how it unfold, unfolded, who you think maybe improved the most? Yeah, I mean, the clear two winners are the Cougars and the Bobcats. Uh, the Bobcats was able to sign their their star and get him locked into six years. And then the Cougars, you know, re-signing Chief and you get Lloyd Sherrar from the, from the Bullets, which really is unfortunate for the Bullets because they were able to sign William Bulford to a max deal, which I thought was a good, good deal for them. But it ends up being a net net negative because you lose your, your all-star center in the process. Um, other than that, I mean, some of the higher deals are just people signing players to be able to, tra- to be able to trade. You gotta be fucking kidding me. You sign in players. That was, to- that was not me. That was not me again. <laughs> you got people Go signing players. You got player people just signing players to be able to trade them. You know, 60 days later, which I mean, Trophy, it's smart. There's no reason not to. And there's really no such thing as a bad contract now. Because all you have to do is pay $50,000 to fucking Amnesty. So, I mean, so what if it's a bad deal? I mean, you could just pay 50. You could do a podcast. You could do an article, get the money to to Amnesty. So uh, that really means nothing in 6.0 as far as I'm concerned. I really liked what the Trailblazers did. They made a couple of cheap signings there. They brought back Kevin Martin for 5.4, and then they got uh, the former Clippers point guard who really stepped it up in the absence of Pee Wee Kirkland and Drew Sparrow. I like those two. Uh, other than that, Chap signing brushers for a max. Um, I'm not sure if that's going to be enough to catapult him to the top. He was, uh, well, I think, fifth seed in the West last year. Maybe he's able to come up a little more with my team taking a hit, losing a player. I don't. I don't think he's. A, that's enough to jump me. Clippers will still be strong. Grizzly will still be strong. Uh, it'll be really, really interesting to see uh, the first sixty days of the season, the trades that are made to to move around. So I'm looking forward to it. But uh, I, th- I, I should still contend in the in the West. I imagine. The 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 problem is the wheel. Like the wheel. Like uh, I have no negative effects to signing players and trading until day sixty because it doesn't affect me. So I might as well just keep doing it because I uh, I can't hurt my draft position. So I'm going to keep signing these good people, stealing from people, from good gentlemen like dirt. (laughs) And it it doesn't affect me because I can either amnesty them or trade them. Nothing can hurt me because I can't hurt my draft position with a bad team. It doesn't. doesn't, (laughs) That's the downside to the wheel. Like there's you. uh, You can keep making dumb moves if you have amnesty and I can keep doing that. And I will keep doing that. And Coachell Probe is better than Tyron Brescher's. Just going to throw that out there. 
I, I think Trophy is spot on with the fact that uh, with the wheel in place, um, there is no negative uh, impact to a bottom team overpaying for certain role players or maybe high upside players that are on the market and then flipping them after day 60. Uh, I think that's something you're going to see across the league happen very often. Uh, Trophy's just the first to do it. I do think because of that in combination with the amnesty situation, I do think you starting to see some chatter about switching some of this stuff up and wanting to change some of this stuff up. So it will be interesting to see if that in fact happens down the road. Uh, I know there's a, a thread and a poll. So, you know, we're on our, we're on the journey on the yellow brick road. Uh, Dirt, your general feelings and thoughts of, uh, you know, free agency. Obviously, Kevin, first round pick Martin got an MLE. Um, Bootsy got paid pretty well. I think there was some conversation on whether maybe he was overpaid and if the value uh, is going to be there long term on a trade for BK. Uh, if you want to touch on some things, go ahead, Dirt. Um, yeah, I think this is out of the entire uh, 6.0, this is probably the biggest. Um frustrations i have with the entire league um to where you're just gonna have there like trophy said there's really no reason for you to not take advantage of free agency when you have the cap space and your team's not good um because it really makes zero sense for greek in to be the highest paid player in these in the league right now not it's not just the 17 million it's Who's going to give up $17 million right now to get Greek in? Like, you're going to have to get rid of a shitty first-round pick and second-round pick of your creation draft to get them, plus picks. So, like, these good, these really good teams like the Magic, the, you know, us three, as in me and the Mavs, we don't have $17 million of expiring contracts to just give to Trophy for, for Greek in. Because we the league is so new, there's not very many high, you know, there's no one with bird rights, so you can't just throw 15 million on a shit player for an expiring deal. So now Greek ends is going to be sitting on the shelf of some shit team not winning a title, and fucking me over, which is fine. I knew he was going to leave, and I'm not talking shit about trophy because I'd do the same thing. It was just more of the frustrations, like the Nets getting Bootsy for 14 million dollars. He hasn't doesn't give two flying shits about making his team better. He just wants to try to get it do a trade and get something for nothing because there's no there's no negatives to this i would personally would rather get rid of amnesty i think you shouldn't i think if you do a fucking free agent bid you're stuck with that fucker for the all the way through unless you can legit do do buyouts and have enough money to get rid of them but and that's a small thing i don't i don't think we should change it we've already been doing it this long there's no reason to change any rules it's just one of my frustrations about it. And with the Pope signing, I really liked Pope. I think he literally can be better than Greek in. You put 30 inside into this guy and then a plus seven rebound camp into him, he's going to get you 20, 23 points, probably on 49%, just like Greek in did this previous season. And also trophy. And he's going to be I a whole would, lot younger too. Yeah, with a potential. Like, de- yeah. like. Samson has 60 potential. 60. This Pope has, you know, a potential with what he has now. He is going to get better, while Samson, who went number two overall in the draft, is going to be getting worse. So that that's the thing. Yeah, Estes, Estes, has, Estes has more potential than Drexler, probably. 
and Drexler doesn't have anything above B minus. You know what I mean? Like Bojan has an A potential right now. More, he would be third in potential in our draft this year. Like these players with A potential right now. Like that's why I said with Soup, me and Soup having one point twenty three and one point twenty four in the creation draft, it really fucked us because the top three players were the top three players with fucking more potential than these shit rookies we see. So it's a huge <laughs> advantage. Yeah. Uh, Scrass, I want to bring you in here just because Dirt touched on an interesting topic, and that is some of these uh, basement teams signing guys at big dollar contracts, but without bird rights being out there to be able to match uh, dollars, it's, it's going to be difficult. Obviously, you're one of the contenders here. You're one of the top three teams in the league you know, uh, one of the top teams in the league, but one of the top three of the GMs on the on the count. Your your thought, your idea on being able to wheel and deal here uh, the next year or maybe two before some of these bird rights come in. Yeah, I think it's a temporary problem, um, right? We, we don't have bird rights on guys now, right? So, but eventually that that'll kind of work itself out. Um, I don't think. I mean, before I say, oh, that's a terrible thing. Like, what's the alternative, right? Like, some of these really good guys getting MLE deals on good teams. I don't know if I prefer that. I think I'd rather them go to, you know, someone who's irrelevant and make them, you know, maybe maybe not a contender, but you know, someone who can take a few W's from some of these other upper mid tier teams or you know, lower top tier teams. Um, I I don't view that as a complete negative. Sure, I'd love to land a guy like Ian with an MLE, but. Um, I didn't even offer it because I didn't think, you know, I, I figured he was going to get a bigger deal. So why, why waste it? Um, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens there. I, Dirt, I think, makes a great point with the amnesty rules. Um, you know, I, brought, I opened a thread earlier in the season about possibly changing that. I think it doesn't make any sense to have limitations on buyouts. If you have the cap space to do a buyout, just do the buyout, right? I mean, you're within your cap rules. You have a... Uh, you know, you, you have a built-in limit to it to the point where you're under the hard cap of $80 million. I think there's going to be any type of abuse there. Sure, there might be teams that take on back contracts just to buy them out every year, but, you know, why not let them? That's a way that they can acquire assets to make their team better in the future. I think it's better than tanking. Uh, you know, it's a better alternative as far as the way the system is set up. Um, but amnesty, I think, should be limited. Bucks are really easy to come by. 50 k is not hard. To, to make in a year. I mean, Dirk just said he, he dropped 50K on a draft for scouts that he didn't even pick. So, you know, what's 50K? Um, so I'd be open to discussing, you know, rule change in that regard. But um, outside of that, you know, I, I like the wheel system. Um, I, I, I like teams not tanking and, you know, not having these lopsided trades where, you know, good teams get better giving up basically nothing. Um, you know, or garbage first round picks. Um, and, and all of a sudden they're catapulted into the, um, because another team's just trying to get worse, give away their best. Yeah. Dirt, I'm going to bring you in here on the conversation here, but I just wanted to touch on another topic that you had mentioned. And that was, you know, some of these, uh, early, early, you know, like you said, top five picks in the creation draft and them being a potential and just being amazing right off the bat. And it looks like they're going to have, uh, you know, longevity for 10, 12 years. They're going to be the best in the league for, for, for a while now. But I also, um, you know, was looking at my roster early, you know, a couple days ago and looking at, you know, people like Muhammad and, and, you know, Elijah 
<clears throat> Goss, and they are both sitting on eight potential. And then you look at the draft picks, and there are guys in the draft who are sitting on like 60 and 75 potential with mirrored grades, but they're not sitting, you know. But as somebody like Goss or somebody like uh, Muhammad, and I'm like, you know, I, I essentially got two top five, two top 10 picks sitting on my bench, you know, from, you know, fourth and fifth and sixth round creation players going young. Um, you know, so I just wanted you to touch, uh, you know, maybe a little bit deeper on that, on that comparison. And then, you know, whatever else you wanted to chime in here. Yeah. Just one quick thing on Scrouse. He kind of went the opposite direction though, of what I was trying to get at with the 17 million. You were like, teams shouldn't be able to get an MLE on Greek in that they would never get MLE. Like I had a full max. I think he is a 10 to $12 million player. It's just, you might only have three to you know three people going at him instead of people like BK or Trophy or anybody that wants to just try to steal him for capital, where it makes no sense to do it in a like, because you know that that actually helps. It helps people that aren't active and not trying to win, really, because the other people that don't have the cap space, they don't they don't even sit in fucking bids, so it, it it's fucking over my team. Where I've spent so much act, act, you know, activity and Scrouse bucks and all this to get a team together, and then you can have someone like Trophy that's taking picks and then can just take my best player for nothing by overpaying a 35-year-old, and then doesn't even have to worry about the contract because he can just spend 50k to get rid of it. I mean, it just. But could you have even just, offered him an, more than an MLE without the bird? I already did. Yeah, I offered him a, a max, two-year max. I offered him okay. as much as I could. You must for two years. Some, yeah, you must have signed some because I'm looking at your team now. You're you're nine mil over, and you had a six million dollar yeah, pick. But but he had ten million dollars, so I was able to do like what twelve with ten percent increases for two years, the max that I could do. And then in offered. So you were under million. you were under the soft cap by by ten or twelve million. No, I can be over the hard cap and offer him twelve million for two years with ten percent increase. He means over the soft cap, not with it. No, yeah, over the soft cap. The soft cap. No, not not without bird rights. No, you can't. Yeah, you can. yeah. I have a bird. I have one bird ride on him. You can offer hundred percent. Yeah. I, I'm not trying to talk shit, man. I just I know the rules of the contracts. I promise you, I was able to do 120 percent for two years with a 10 percent increase. That was my max. And that's based off of his last contract with you, correct? Mm -hmm. that, that, yes. That's what we call early yeah. bird. Yeah, that's why yeah, Estes exactly. was able to start it. That's why Chief and Estes and them were able to start at 15 million. And that's why it was so rare, because a normal rookie contract, you're not allowed to give someone 15 million dollars to start out. It's just it was a creation. I, hold on. Hold on. I thought you couldn't break the soft cap. If you're over the soft cap, you can't mm -hmm. make a signing. That you can't make a signing that big without three bird years. No, no, no. That's why I was. True. That's why. I that's why you could have resigned Dino. You could that's have. That's why put, I was like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, you, you could have done two years, fifteen million for Dino. What? You could have. Yeah, you could have offered Dino two years, years fifteen million. It must. It, it must just be a scenario we didn't run into much because I thought you. I thought the only way you could go back over is if you were a three. Three bird years. Well, the only way you're going to run into this is during a creation draft and coming out of it. You're not going to get this, you know, 10, 12 years into a sim league. So, or, or I mean, if this you, is, this, yeah. And that's yeah. the thing that, that's, Super, that's, 
Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm done. Finish up. No, I'm done. Yeah, no, no. Go ahead. Finish your thoughts. Well, I was just going to say I was going to bring into your um, your team with the A potential um, just yeah. really quick. Um, unfortunately, people like, you know, we'll, it's very difficult to judge Manit Bowl when you do a test sim because the he's playing in a different different league. So it's going to be difficult to see how your players react with A potential because I think they can actually improve, unlike people like Samson, Stepanovsky, or whatever his name is, like they're not going to improve. What, how they're going to improve is their upgrades. So yeah. I think your best plan for your eight potential guys are is you get all your upgrades in them now, and then you just hope that they get some good TCs. So on a stand on a normal draft, an eight if this guy's got ninety potential, Muhammad, I mean, in three years he could be a really good player. It just might take him a little bit longer, kind of like Drexler. I think Drexler's going to take a little bit longer. Because he's not as polished as some of these other guys that are ready now. Sure. Like somebody like Muhammad, he's probably just as good, if not better, than, say, a Craig Elo, Elo. coming into the draft. I think he's be- you know what I mean? guarantee he's better than Elo. I'd rather have Muhammad on my yeah. team than Elo. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, I was just looking at certain things like that, even like some of the bigs that went uh, ahead of like a Goss. Like, I think I'd rather have Goss with his potential at A than than some of the bigs that went, you know, a little bit later after, you know, like the Samsons and, and the cars and stuff like that. But Soup, um, just your general thoughts uh, here as I just swing up and, and I'll have you just cap this conversation here. Um, you know, the guys like uh, Bootsy and guys like Ian, where do you feel like their trade value is? We've We've kind of touched a little bit on on the fact that, you know, matching contracts is going to be difficult. So that's probably going to limit your partnership. Um, now these deals are extended out. They're not just expiring. So like, just take Bootsy for an example, like last year he got traded for 112 uh, pick, um, first round pick 12th overall. And then he got flipped in a couple of weeks later or a couple of days later for 110 plus other firsts. You know, obviously, you know, do you think that's the type of market he's going to get in a return here? Or you think his his value is going to go low because obviously contenders don't have the birds to to get a matching salary. And so your options might be a little bit more limited. Yeah, I'm kind of in a different spot. I, I've actually got some expirings. Uh, I'm going to be I'm going to, I'm going to be able to match that kind of contract if I wanted to. And I'm probably in a spot with my draft draft capital that I'm gonna have to make a move to do something like that. So it's just gonna all be about finding the the right person who has the right type of player that's willing to make the right deal. Uh, it should be a buyer's market, I would think, because uh, those guys. Uh, I don't know if they can really play hardball because they're they're not the best players in the world, but I mean they are contributors uh, to teams. And there's not going to be a whole lot of buyers. So I, I'm I'm definitely going to be in the buyer's market. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, maybe see a couple of Sims. See, I drafted a couple of small forwards. Not saying any of them are going to be great, but maybe I get lucky that one's able to contribute and be a starter or something like that. But, uh, yeah, just uh, I'll definitely be looking to buy. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, uh, switch gears off of the actual day-to-day conversation of uh, the draft and all of that good stuff and, and more of a more light, height, uh, large, light, <laughs> lighthearted uh, conversation here, and that's GM rankings. We did get a little bit heated earlier uh, on Sim Talk, but here's GM Talk, and maybe we take it to another level. Uh, Tim released his uh, his list of, of rankings. Um, you know, let's, let's start with uh, you, Dirt, and your thoughts on uh, the top 10. Do you think uh, the list was accurate? Anything stand out to you? 
Um, so I'm sorry. Say that one more time. I was trying not to. Uh, the GM rankings. The GM rankings uh, the that Tim posted. Oh, it's all fun and games. Some of the some of the comments were kind of funny because they actually gave me some props for being on with you guys last time. Um, I felt like that was a really good podcast and said that they thought I had some pretty good takes and were uh, looking forward to more. Uh, I guess me for me being around and some more opinions of mine. So that was really nice. Some people were like, I'd give Dirt an extra point if he'd do the he'd do his draft pick. When I was like, I traded that probably eight hours after I got my scouts. So it wasn't me that was holding it up. And then one guy said that like Dirt doesn't know how to stick to the plan or something. And I'm like, yeah, the plan is win a title, bitch. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, it was all funny games. Giving me a two is pretty comical. I think you giving me a three is very fair because I do trade a lot and I made some mistakes. I did some good trades. I did some bad trades. So I think a three at the lowest is fair, but a two is pretty piss poor. I feel like I'm a better GM than JHB. I don't care what anybody says, but it was cool. It was really cool and really fun to, to read and, and to kind of, you know, go through that article. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think the comments were excellent for the most part. It, it, there was some funny shit uh, scattered throughout there. Um, Soup, your your general thoughts on the top ten? Obviously, you were ranked number one, um, you know, in in the league. Uh, but anybody stick out uh, that you thought maybe is ranked a little bit lower than you thought might uh, originally be to be ranked, or do you think the league for the most part uh, got it right? I mean, I think the obvious one is probably Fecta being ranked as low as he is, and I mean, that's that's just strictly based on his 6.0 activity. Like, uh, apparently, he was a pr- actually a pretty pretty good GM in 5.0 when he was active, and he was able to win some championships. Uh, looking over this list, I mean, the bottom of the list is w- kind of what you expect. Um, the comments, some of the comments are just fucking hilarious. Uh, yours, in particular, were just really funny. Um, I had a good laugh at some of those. Uh, just going down the list here. JHB, I, I mean, it, it's tough because we weren't here for 5.0. Uh, most of these guys were. So they've got like a whole, I don't know how many, se- would y'all go like 40, 40 50 seasons of, of GM and that we weren't a part of. And uh, a lot of my rating was based on how good you are as a GM. So I've got that large sample size, not part of my ratings. So the only guy I really bumped due to 5.0, how good they were in 5.0, was Tim, because I know he won. I mean, it's he won that many titles. It's even though it was against maybe a smaller group, he was still so dominant that I factored it in. Uh, I really expected Tim to be number one. I, I thought I would maybe be top five. I'm surprised I finished one. Uh, it might be just be based on who voted. Uh, if you got like a different 11, 12 GMs to vote, maybe I'm not as high. Um, uh, but yeah, just overall, it was cool. Thank you, Tim, for putting it together. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I hope he, he does it every, you know, five seasons or so, so we can see if there's any movement. Uh, Trof, I want to bring you in here. Your, your general thoughts on the list. Uh, were you surprised where you were ranked? Um, anything stick out to you? Uh, no, I, I wasn't surprised where I was ranked. Uh, I was surprised it was too low, but I mean, it seems like a lot of people got twos. Uh, you could tell via the rankings there was that there was a lot. There was probably a higher 
ratioed GMs and 5.0 that voted on these, just because, like, uh, yeah, hot taking it going now. Like, Odin, great guy, big fan, not a better GM than Inkley. In any, any world that we live in, not happening. Uh, you could say the same thing about Ward being six. Ward's probably and, – and the weird thing about Ward is he was a dominant 5.0 gym, for what I hear. I wasn't in 5.0 for very long. But apparently he was very good, and he was maybe number two behind Soup and the all-time OG, OG guys. Uh, really surprised – 20s was five behind someone like JHB. I mean, I mean, like I said, these 5.0 guys that were only committed to 5.0 for so long don't know 20s. They only know JHB. Every year, 20s has been with JHB. He's been 10 times better. And you could say the same thing. And I like JHB. Honestly, don't know much about him, but seems like a really good guy. But Number four GM, if that's if that's the 5.0 GM's list, you're not going to win many titles. Uh, I saw the the like the top GMs in 5.0, and I saw the list, and I was like, holy fuck, those guys are the those guys are the five, those guys are the top five GMs in the one of the round tables or some shit. It's like a 5.0 couldn't have been very competitive if these guys were in the top five. Uh, I thought Banks should have been a lot higher. Uh, he, he, Banks is like me. He changed shit up quite a bit. Um, I mean, Banks, Banks catches a lot of shit, but generally when he wants to build, he can build really good teams. Uh, Ian should have been higher. Uh, a lot of people get put off by his personality, but he should have been a lot higher. Um, Jay-Z, like 16. I mean, objectively, if you're, if you're doing GM rankings, he, he should be pretty low. I've uh, never seen him do anything. I don't I don't think he's ever won a title in any of the leagues uh, with his username or his Reddit username. Hasn't really ever done anything. I don't know how he's 16. Uh, Magic's won titles. He's behind Jay-Z. Doesn't make sense. I mean, it's like these people that were sent these ratings and don't know anything. Like, uh see here. Trophy. uh see here. Doesn't have a long track record of billing winners. Get fucked, kid. Whoever that was. I've been build build plenty of winners. Won like five <laughs> titles. Get out of here, you fucking loser. Um, I mean, just hot taking. Ankley's above Odin. I'm above Odin. I'm I'm above Scrouse. Sorry, Scrouse. Um, I'm above. Drews is good. DM. Drews is top ten, probably if you combine 5.0 success. But I think I'm above Drews, Delap, great 5.0. Who cares? I'm above Delap. Uh, yeah, I mean, and Eric, great commish. Whatever, number three, whatever. Yeah, uh, I I will say this. I'm I, I you know, and we'll bring Scrouse in here. <laughs> but Tim, J- Tim Eric being Tim Pigs the... two, whatever. Let me finish this out. Tim Pigs two. Go ahead. Uh, 5.0 success. Uh, I actually gave Tintig, I think, a 5 as well because it's 5.0 success, which I can give two fucks about. Uh, but gave him a 5.0 because 
that was the last league, and he did apparently had the best team. Um, but I've yet to see him do anything in a league I've been in. And I, I could go down the line. Like, uh, Actually, I can't go down the line because I don't know any of these other guys. Irush had a, usually a mediocre team. He's not the 26th the GM. Um, I, it's, it's hard to gauge this early on these rankings. But of the people who should be way higher, in my opinion, it should be Magic, Banks, and Ward. Easy. And Ankley. Ankley. Ankley's, Ankley's the top five GM. Uh, he just is. And <laughs> right number 11 behind people like Odin, fucking Delap, and it's ridiculous. JHB is the most egregious. I, I would have put him like 20th. But yeah, I, I will. I, I will say this as we bring uh, Scrouse into the conversation here. Um, why Eric is ranked third? Um, I GM'd with Eric. He didn't win any titles when I was around. Um, you know, cool. He's a commission. You guys like to uh, baby him, and because he's consistent and he puts up with your shit. But like, he has no business in the top anything i don't even know why he would be i mean i guess you got to rank him but the fact that he got third that's just that's just craziness but um you know i'll let you scrouse give me your thoughts on on the list and 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 your general feelings on how the league did on the vote yeah i think um, i think you, you got to look at this two ways i don't think everybody was ranking this just on how good of a gm they are right i think there was a lot of personal feelings put in here um so uh, I think when you take that into consideration, you know, how fun are they on the board? You, you saw a lot of comments about them, people being in shout, being active, things like that. So that, that, got, that gave you brownie points, so to speak. Um, I, I agreed with, with a lot of the rankings from what I saw, right? I mean, some of the guys that the trophy's knocking on were good GMs in, in 5.0. But again, you got to take that into um, perspective. There was only like 10 or 12, maybe 15 active GMs at a time. So if you're in the top five, you're really only in the top third. So that would really pan out to be a top 10 in a 30 GM ranking, you know, list. So, um, but I, you know, I, I, I agree. I think some of the guys are a little lower, right. Um, um, than they should be. Uh, I think Ian could be a little higher. I think magic could be a little higher. Um, some of the guys I didn't really GM with banks. I think you and I crossed paths a little bit, but I, I didn't, I wasn't as active in previous iterations as I am now. So, um, you know, is what it is. Fecta, for what it's worth, I don't think he is ever that good of a GM. He just tanked really well and got three really good number one picks, and it panned out great. So um, Eric did win early in 5.0. I think he won the the first year. And um, and Jay-Z did get one title at the end of 5.0. But again, there was, there was like 10 of us that were really playing. So, But I enjoyed it. I think it was a great idea. Um, so kudos to Tim for putting it together. Um, I think Eric got a lot of the love just for being the commissioner. Um, again, I don't think that was purely GM skill rankings. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I hope, hope it takes more than five years to do it again. Right. I think maybe get through a decade, 10 years. Let's see, see how the numbers change. Once everybody has more of a common spectrum of GMing, um, you know, that we're looking at, I think it'll be interesting to see. Um, dirt, do you want to throw any final uh, touches on uh, on the rankings. I know you said that you it was for fun. You got some kicks, but uh, anything stand out as far as guys that you think would be higher? Do you do you personally think that a lot of people? I, I feel like 
what Trophy said, it touched on it. It seems like there's a lot of 5.0 GMs who who probably voted in this thing. And that's why, you know, you're seeing, you know, all these JV titles get uh, get love and their rankings are, are pretty high compared to when the league was actually extremely competitive uh, in the early goings. Um, but, um, you know, what sticks out to you outside of the cool comments? It's more of a popularity con a popularity contest more than anything probably just like how I think I gave trophy like all the OG guys I think I gave them all fours except for like I gave myself a five because you always try to boost your own numbers which I don't think it counted anyways but um for the most part I I did a lot of threes because I don't know D Lab I don't know you know Tim. And, you know, like when, whenever we were in 2.0 and with Scrouse, I don't really remember much about Scrouse. I, you know, so there's a, like Ankley. Like, I don't remember Ankley ever really being that good, but he could have been. Like, my memory is so bad. So all the OGs I did, did you, I gave fours to, you know. Did you vote based on GM, like actual GM success based on past? Like, for me, when I yeah. did this ranking, yeah, I just all- did it completely and. In- Okay, so I did mine completely just on personality because I was like, okay. first of all, I wasn't part of five, 5.0. So I joked and it was like, that's the JV League. And maybe it is, in fact, was a JV League. But, um, you know, like I just, you know, I, I can't – I can't really judge it. And then when you talk about the OG leagues that I was a part of, you know, like I know how how, how competitive and how tough it was and, and just, you know, how serious it, it really was and how active and full it was for so long. And, um, you know, I just feel like – it's just a lot of years and it's hard to, I guess, compare leagues and compare generations of this. So I just, and, and there's not enough data just for 6.0 to, to rank skill. So um, I just prime, basically went on a personality. Content. Yeah. This is a prime example yeah, of like, would the eighties players be good now in the NBA? And we're like the eighties players. Cause we didn't have <laughs> any stats or like anything about the software. Like we showed up, picked our guys that like you tanked and got the number one overall pick, and then you'd fall to freaking five, and you know the best you didn't even get the top five player, and you just tanked, you know. So yeah. like we, there was a lot of blind luck involved, and so you really had to maneuver a certain way. There was no amnesties. There was you know like there really it was a very unforgiving league back then, to where now there's a lot more knowledge that that the software allows us to see now. So it's, it really is a, would uh Tim Hardaway be good right now in the league or something, you know, someone like that, you know, but fun. Yeah. I, I will say this. I, I do feel like I voted just basically on personality. I would imagine most, uh, a good portion of them, you know, weighed that in heavily, if not it being the number one, maybe the number two factor in their vote. So it doesn't surprise me that you were ranked a little bit lower. You've, you've shaken, uh, you know, the tree a little bit and you've rattled some of some of these guys and so for you to be lower than what you are like i think it's kind of crazy because you've been nothing but successful in the league and you've always proven to be a mover and a shaker and, and winning and you know um you know i would say that regardless and we've butted heads in the past so it's not like this is me trying to be a kiss ass here in this situation but i i think that you 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 piss some people off and so you know they knocked you accordingly uh, at me uh, i've rattled some people and so they've knocked me accordingly and they got their opportunity to take their shot you know the the ball was put on the tee and and they 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 cracked at it so i mean that was their opportunity with these rankings i mean i'm fine with where i'm ranked we'll see how how my skills and how my team unfolds here in 6.0 and when they do this again we'll get judged accordingly i know soup you want to chime in here so go ahead man yeah i just, I just want to get your thoughts on 
on this comment right here and tell me what you think. <laughs> Banks is more, <laughs> in, more more interested in manufacturing drama and gargling soups balls than building a good team, it would seem. Your that thoughts? was Drews. Had to be Drews. <clears throat> Only Drews would refer to people's second wing. He did it earlier, <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Well, I mean, like, I don't know, man. Like, um, I I want to build a good team, so I don't know. I don't know where that comment came from. Um, I've been active and trading around and trying to build a team. I, I don't make any bones about not really understanding the player builds, and it's kind of foreign to me, but I'm still giving it my go. Um, you and I argue more than anybody, so, um, you know, sucking your balls or whatever the fuck the comment is. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, okay. Um, I, I, I don't know. Uh, you and I were fighting to the point where you made the comment that you weren't even sure if the podcast was going to go on tonight. So I don't know. I guess that's somebody that's sucking off your balls. I, I, I really don't. I, I don't know, man. Like they, they're funny. Um, you know, like I said, the comments are funny. Like they, they had an opportunity to, you know, I've been railing on a lot of guys. I've been, you know, grading on a lot of people. I've healed it up and I've given people a lot of shit. And so this is their opportunity to hide behind a keyboard and to let it loose. And they did. So, I mean, that's cool. I, I give out my fair share. So I don't mind it. I, I think I'm, my ranking's pretty low. I saw a couple comments about, you know, uh, uh, me being a parrot for dirt or something like that or you know, I don't know. There was a lot of crazy stuff or uh, me not being a good GM, but I have two titles. So, I mean, I, I, how many people ahead of me that were part of the same leagues as me have more titles than me? I, I'm not sure there's a lot. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Um, it's all good. I, I Some of the vote counts on some of these people having ones, like I felt like if you the only reason I gave a one to anybody is because they were completely non-active or I had no idea about them. So basically the people who got ones more like Mike, because I don't know him at all. He barely is in chats for me to conversate with, you know, and people like um, Twinned and Ba and Bloom, Boomstick. I think those are pretty much all the guys that got ones. A couple people got fives just because I'm really close with them. And like I said, I, I voted on personality. But I just I, I was surprised to see so many ones on even pretty good GMs. And then, you know, um, you know, even like twos, like I, I'm not uh, Ian's favorite like Ian's not my cup of coffee but like I I gave him a four I think or a three you know generally even if I didn't like you personality wise but I respected you know your skill uh, you would got no lower than a three from me so I don't know I everybody ranks things differently uh, it's it's cool to see we'll see five or ten sim seasons down the road if they do this again or if they do it every year I mean I wouldn't mind seeing this every year as you get a gauge on actual 6.0 skill how things unfold but you know Listen, if you're gonna if you're gonna hit people, you're gonna expect to get hit back, and I did, and they were funny. Like I, I thought most of them were funny, so for the most part. But I just I just felt like um, some of the comments about not being able to make a good team or win or things like that. That's that's people that just really don't understand or didn't know that I had multiple titles. So it's all good. What was your favorite comment of all of them, Soup? That one, <laughs> you gargling my balls. And to be fair, it doesn't say that. <laughs> it, it doesn't say that you're not interested in building a good team. It just seems you're more more interested in manufacturing drama and gargling my balls, which I think is pretty. Well, accurate. I mean, well, I think that's a fair comment. Like the whole manufacturing drama, I think that was fair for past leagues. I, I don't think I'm manufacturing any drama in this league. I mean, I've 
I've voiced my concern on some changes. I guess that's drama. I mean, I guess if Scrouse posts a, a, a poll and a thread about changing amnesty, that's not drama. But if I post one on the casino, then that's drama. Or if I speak about it in shout, then that's drama. But if someone else speaks on topics in, in shout and it's to better the league, then that's not drama. So, I, I mean, I think that's a little bit unfair. I mean, I guess yeah, I, I own it for past leagues, but for 6.0, that's kind of stupid. Um, you know, besides the passive aggressive shit with that I deal with with Tim, um, I don't think I've really dealt with other drama that's current outside of BK and he's just a fucking idiot. So everybody feels that he's a fucking idiot. So, I mean, you know, I'm sure one of these comments was from him, but anyway, uh, let's wrap there. Let's uh, get final thoughts. I'll swing it around here on the podcast. Um, we'll start with trophy. Give me your final thoughts on, on what you're looking forward to or anything you want to get off your chest before we, we sign off. So go ahead, trophy. Yeah, um, I had a great time tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, it's all love. Uh, I, I don't hate BK as much as I prefer it. I don't really hate anyone in the league. Um, but uh, I know sir, mainly Soup, the Soup and Banks get into it with Drews quite a bit, it seems like. And I just want to – my thoughts on the whole thing from knowing you both for years is Soup and Drews are the same person they are the same person and that's what heads that it's just it's the truth needs a banks to back him up and <laughs> mad magic is just not there uh so we'll see what sapular does maybe sapular can be uh the truth's Thanks. This could be great. We could have a great little rivalry going on. I love you. I love you, like you all. But I think, I, like, my, some of my favorite people are Soup and Drews, and you guys get into it all the time. I just, I think it's because you guys are so alike. I, I've said that, you know, for years now. I think we both have said it. We just that's why we butt heads because we're so similar. Yeah, I don't, I don't have any issues whatsoever with Drews. I, I like Drews. I mean, if he doesn't like me, I, you know, okay. Um, but I've never, I've never had any problems with Drews. I don't, you know, I think the only time I've ever given Drew shit is when he claimed to be an Iron Man and he fucks for hours and hours on time and he's some like mini porno star. Um, you know, and I think that was way back. You guys don't do that? You guys don't do that? Who me? Fuck for hours? Nah, man. You could probably give me a blue chew and I still can't fuck for more than 20 minutes. So. Listen, I fuck enough to get two kids and I'm done. it, It depends how quick soup comes. That's. (laughs) Ain't that the truth? Uh, Scrouse, um, your final thoughts, your parting ways as we we close out this podcast. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be hard to follow up that that nice little conversation you guys have. No, it's been fun. I appreciate it. Uh, Learned a little something about some of the cap space rules. So uh, thank you for that, guys. I I do appreciate that and um, can't wait to do it again. Well, I appreciate you getting on, Scrouse. Um, you know, I apologize on Soup's unprofessional behalf, um, but I'm glad that we got you on this podcast and uh, you you got locked and loaded. This was a fun one. Dirt, do you want to uh, go ahead and, and give your parting thoughts here? Yeah. Um, if there was one player I could lose and still get better, it's Greek in. I hope he tears his ACL and I hope he's stuck on <laughs> Trophy's team for life. Just chilling in Milwaukee doing fucking nothing when he could have been having a good old time in L.A. and possibly been in some spaghetti, you know, uh, westerns or whatever they're called. But 
I will be, I, I think me and Soup are on the same trajectory, as in we each lost a starter on our team. We're both going to be looking for some improvements. We both have similar draft assets, as in I think I've got 1.17 and 1.20, I think, from like you know four or five years out. So I'm going to be trying to do that. We both know there's going to be some players that are going to be up for uh, grabs, and me and him will pro- probably be uh, fighting for the number one seed and fighting for the player to improve our roster. So should be a really fun season. I hope to uh, dethrone the champ. And uh, one last time, uh, congrats, Soup. I'm glad you could take it home for the good old boys. And Soup, uh, you know, give us your final parting shots here. Uh, give you your final thoughts on on – on the night and what you're looking forward to and what's ahead. All right. There's one thing I want to make clear and that's uh, we're passionate about the league and that's why you see some of the outbursts and stuff like that. It's, it's nothing personal, personal against anybody. It's nothing against Eric. We all love Eric and what he does. He's by far the best commish and we appreciate everything he does. It's just, I don't know. We get, we get heated because uh, just, we, we want to see the league succeed. I mean, it's, even though we took some time off there, it's been a big part of our life for a long time. <clears throat> so we want to see it at its best. We disagree on, on certain aspects of that. So it's not us bitching. It's not us complaining just to bitch and complain. It's because we love the league just as much as anybody else. But anything, nothing nothing serious. Love each other. No exceptions. I'm out. Yeah, for just let me reiterate one last thing. I'm sorry. All y'all were mad at me because I wouldn't make my draft pick until after the season, and I traded it like five hours in. I bitched about the new camps. They became a rule. I didn't say anything. So when a rule is changed, I do shut my mouth. That's it. <clears throat> I will just say this. Uh, um, I, I will echo what Soup said. I think everybody here is just like, it's not trying to cause drama. It's not trying to ruffle feather, feathers for the fuck of it. I, I think, you know, past GMs and 5.0 GMs, I think we're all uh, with good intentions just to better the league and to make sure that, you know, people don't jump through hoops to abuse a system that's in place. And so there's nothing personal when these conversations get heated and debates take place and, you know, and it's just people viewing things in different ways and trying to come to a, a reasonable solution at the end. So, you know, even I, I talk shit with with BK and and I and and dirt. I mean, and uh, Tim and I, whatever is going on between that. Like, I have no no real issues with any of those guys. So it's just it's just part of the persona. It's part of having fun. So people don't take it so personally. Um, you know, I don't. So hopefully you don't. And at the end of the day, we're all just trying to move Sim League forward and making it better and getting guys in here that want to be part of it and want to be active and want to be you know, uh, part of this community because this community can be awesome. I think we've all been part of Sim League that's gone for X amount of years. I mean, it's 11 years in, in running. So that's it at the end. Um, as far as my team, I'm looking forward to my baby Sixers, my trio to grow and, uh, you know, uh, and, and see how trades unfold. And I'm looking forward to year two because I think we could see a lot of moving and shaking. I think top teams are top teams, but you know, there's, I think there's a gap and a window opening because of free agency and retirements. And we'll see who takes advantage and, and see how active the trade market is early on in the season when things, uh, when a, when a TC is run and a preseason is run. So, uh, for now, until then, uh, until we come back into your, into your speakers, uh, be safe, everyone. Thank you for tuning in and, uh, we'll see you next time around.
This is how we do. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.